0: Grand Rising to Eddie, the Coffee Diaries number three. Grand
1: Rising. Ah, so good to be here. And how are you,
0: Addie? I'm doing uh, nervous as usual. Uh, Maybe one day that won't be the case you know um excited maybe it's excitement maybe i'm not even nervous i'm just i'm going to start calling it excitement because nervousness has comes with this like this feeling that things are scary and and bad and i have to get out of this but excitement is like oh i'm excited to see ron i'm excited to to you know um dive into this topic that i don't have anything planned or prepared to to talk about and to play jazz with you so i think excitement is is a better way to frame it
1: what about giving it no name and just feeling the feeling
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that that's that uh that that works too that works too you see but i needed you there to share that with me. Yeah. So Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Because sometimes I think when we go, we label and name things, and because we've done it all yeah. our lives, this is fear, nervousness, but we're never told to actually go back beyond the word mm. and to just feel it.
2: Yeah. <sighs> well, well so
1: allows so- us to go into a kind of different dimension.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Well, it was um, interesting to chat to you the, the other day. We mm-hmm. had a great conversation. And um, we could maybe talk about how this show title came about. Um, so that um, short audiobook, The Man Who Planted Trees.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: I had... Um, Read that book. No, sorry, I had listened to that book a couple of years ago and a couple of weeks ago, I listened to it again. Mm. I thought Ade might like this book, and it was an extraordinary book. Do you want to go into it a, a tiny bit, Ade?
0: Sure. So, there was a man who planted trees, and uh, that that's about it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, it, um, there. It, you probably know the story a little bit better, but um, from what I got from it, uh, you know, um, there was a guy who was sort of walking through a, a village, if I remember correctly. I don't know if he lived at that village or not, but um, he stumbled across a, a man and who, you know... I, I, I'm not doing a good job summarizing it. Do you think you could, you can probably do a better job and I'll fill in the blanks.
1: Okay, I'll go into a tiny bit because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who wants to.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's basically he, this man comes across a shepherd and um, he's uh, planting trees by first finding the acorns. And what strikes him about this man is the the simple nature of his life. Mm how the simple things he does slowly and steadily, without any thought of the outcome, but in the moment. And it's in every action of this man's life, Is how he looks after his clothes, his house, the way he walks, how he plants the trees. And I think from there we came from, to the idea that this man, how he treated the simple things, how he treated the acorns, how he respected the clothes he wore and the house he lived in. And from these tiny steps, something remarkable came about. Not through him pushing anything, but just living in the moment for how he was. And I think it's an extraordinary story. It's about the simpleness of, it's we're just in tune to ourselves, This is what we feel that we should be doing at this time. We're planting acorns, we're planting seeds. And I guess this is what we're doing now, is building a community, working together. You and I don't know what topic we're going to discuss from one one week to the next, but we talk about it and see what comes up in the moment. And then I think you came up with, what is reverence? Or, that's the word that came to you. Yeah. And reverence, respect for the land, respect for others, respect for yourself. Mm. Something that I think now is as important as anything. To find our own way and our own path. And this reverence will change how we interact with all things, the land, other humans, other people from, from wherever they are.
0: Yeah. You know, I think that that came to me. Um there's something I've been thinking about a lot, especially um as i have been spending more time than i normally do in nature and thinking about the native americans and how they thought of nature as um an extension of their family you know their the trees their their relatives and i was at the park one day with uh, my kids and we were sitting by a tree and I was explaining to them that, that nobody really owns this tree. You know, this tree is helping us to breathe, you know, and, and this tree is, is, is a relative, you know, I was trying to pass down the wisdom that I heard from the native Americans and and the kids i just saw their my daughter specifically her eyes light up she got really interested in this and they got it right away there was no well that doesn't make sense if this person owns this property property that means that they own all of this stuff and and how can these um plants and trees and animals be our, our relatives or, you know, they're not humans and, uh, but she got it. And then she kept asking all these, these questions and, and, um, you know, it, it got me to look at things in a different way. Um, another time I was at the park and, and I went to this beautiful tree and I hugged the tree and I was feeling the the tree and and i i thought i knew the tree but what i was realizing is there is this program of what i think a tree is and it was only that that was coming up all of these concepts about a tree were coming to the surface as i was looking at the tree and then i noticed i wasn't really i wasn't really being respectful of the tree you know i wasn't honoring the sovereignty of the tree and and this word of uh, you know sovereignty and respect I think is is part of um holding something in, in reverence and and that didn't come out out of my own you know um consciousness um you know it came out of this you know story that that you shared and then i was having a conversation with my friend uh maya and she was saying you know we don't really um we project ourselves onto others or you know our concepts of we we put ourselves into others in a way, rather than this is a sovereign being. And I noticed that with the tree. And and so going back to uh, this idea of letting whatever comes out of the moment come out. So. I just waited. I just was there with the tree. And I noticed, then I I realized I noticed certain details that I wasn't seeing before of of the trees. And that reminded me of that story. And then came out of that this appreciation, this joy. I was noticing the beauty of the tree, really, where before it was just like I was experiencing it rather than this conceptual thing that was oh okay this is tree uh oh, tree beautiful tree i'm one with nature and all of this stuff that's what was coming up before and so that i i thought of that as having uh reverence you know that that that's that's what that word uh meant for me you know in in that moment
1: and then from there i guess you can see that even the word reverence falls away because if we say I have reverence, there is still this I and the tree. Mm. When there is just this, you are in the moment. The word is not there; there just is. Yeah, and I think when you are in that place of being, then you can really see through the eyes of another. That 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 separation between you and the other can um, disappear so it's not just with nature it's with all beings all communities indigenous communities african communities people around the world if we can get beyond this eye and see as a as a reality you know we hear in the spiritual communities we are all one but to in reverence to actually live it in that moment yeah and that deep, and to realize that understanding of that deep connection. I think that is something um, transformative that I guess you can get when you're out in nature.
2: Mm.
1: And it's possible when you're in commune with another, which I guess is where communication, the commune comes from. Yeah. And then, as you said, um, We start to recognise things that we didn't see in the tree. The patterns of the bark, the curve, how the branches fall. I remember when I was in um, Australia, I met a uh, First Nations elder. And she was taking us around uh, Sydney. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about this particular tree. It was how she looked at it. Uh, She pointed how the bark and the shape was... Uh, how the flowers were, Um, and the way she said it, it was reverence, but there was something more, um, I'm connected to this land. Mm. And I think when the, um, I heard the story that um, when the uh, Europeans first came over and they fed the First Nations of America and they met the First Nations and they were um, trying to sign treaties to say that they own this. To the First Nations, they didn't get the concept of owning. Mm-hmm. So how can you sign a bit of paper to say, now you own this? Because there was no particular word for ownership. Yeah, They didn't own the land. They were one with the land. A totally different way of seeing and interacting.
0: Yeah yeah it it being out in nature recently with this new way of being i'll I'll say um i felt at home and i know home is another concept as well and another word that i'm i'm using to describe something but it's something I felt more at home in nature than I feel behind four walls, (laughs) you know? And, and I think it goes, the reason being, um, learning, learning about the, you know, watching the videos that, that you have, have sent, uh, learning about uh, nature more, you know, I was I was watching something about um mycelium and and fungi and and you know, watching how we we exist because of these things. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for nature. And so really being there and feeling that connection um, that, I, you know, I started to, to feel at home. Like I felt, I felt like nature was communicating to me. Like I, I, you know, there was this, oh, this immense uh, gratitude. And, um, I, you know, I think part of it was also, f- it, it, it brought me deeper into feeling at home with myself you know i think that was 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 part of it you know like uh you sent the video of the the crack uh wabi asabi Asabi. yeah and so as i was looking at the trees okay well the geese they were going
2: Ah, you know
0: make all these noises and they weren't looking around to think, who's looking, or maybe I shouldn't make this noise this way or, or that way. Looking at the pigeons here in New York, flying um, in unison and, and then landing on the electrical wire, feel looking like they felt they made home on feeling comfortable on that electrical wire. You know, so all these looking at the trees, different trees, and how they grow, you know, um one grows this way, one grows that way, all of these unique things and and they're not thinking, well, this tree, or I'm not thinking this tree is you know better than that tree, or the geese, they shouldn't be making this noise, and um you know, so they were teaching me to feel like nature taught me in a few minutes to feel more at home within myself which was amazing it was amazing you know the, uh, this this lesson that i that i got in a few minutes so yeah
1: i think from there from when we kind of understand this it's then bringing it <clears throat> into our daily lives bringing yeah. it into our interactions i like to i like to say sometimes that we take the meditation out of the hall out of the meditation studio and bring it into whatever you're doing yeah shopping, meeting people going out there uh doing your job <clears throat> and from there we'll have a totally different way of being mm-hmm And it's not a, um, a power over ownership. It's a community, a connect- we have a connection, but a real life connection and actually live connection and actually a connection which is true past all the concepts of we're all one, we're all together, but actually in this particular moment. Mm. And I think from there, what can happen is you can then, Begin to see through another person's eyes who you meet. And I think you brought up, you know, the first nations of America, see through their eyes or indigenous communities around the world, see their view of the land, see their way of living and understand it more and learn and listen. And listening as well will become paramount to our life won't it because we actually listen to what's happening. Yeah. Rather than me trying to explain or do something, listen to what's being said. And this reverence will then transcend, you know, just the tiny parts of our life. And I guess the, the aim is that it's how we treat all life. Which is the possibility for all beings, beings as in human beings? I'm saying right now, because we've hmm. lived so much of our of our lives in irreverence. How we shop, how we do things, how we buy things, how we create things. If we could. If we are going to, you know, if we're going to uh, buy a piece of merchandise uh, buy, buy buy something from the shop, uh, how was it made? How was it created? Because we have reverence for the soil, for the land, for the air. Mm. We'll be thinking of that in every part of how we live. And I think that can transform how this world is run right now. Yeah. And it sounds like... Uh, a big step but it's really just a small step isn't it it's just a tiny step as you found when you went into the forest it wasn't something big you discovered it was a simpleness of it Mm. the simpleness of the connection yeah and that's extraordinary (sighs) what possibilities are out there how will we change the way we live Mm. And it's not forced, not something we were told to do, not a concept we learned in a satsang, but we feel it right here and right now. Yeah So what steps do you think I mean we can take at a to go along this path?
0: Mm, well you sent me the uh the video on uh plastic in yeah. <laughs> so like the the way I, I'm learning that a community um works is if I'm just sitting inside of my own sort of bubble, you know, and, and I'm not reaching out and, and connecting with, with you or others. And sharing knowledge and sharing what what inspires you, I'm I'm learning, you know, because you, um, you've sent me a lot of things that have been very nourishing, you know, um, and so timing is part of it, you know. Um, if I didn't have these. Uh, uh, um, connections in, in nature or other things that were, were going on in, in my life, then maybe I wouldn't have been open to it. Because you were sending music for a long time, you know, the music was just going, <laughs> was just going right by me. And then one day it was like, <laughs> and, you know, at the time where I needed to listen to it, it was a, you know, it was a you know another way so yeah you sent the, the i haven't watched it yet but you sent the netflix visit about plastic and so now because i have been um taking the small step of going out to nature there was like some something said you know um there was some thought like oh you can't go out to Nature, or it has to be the right time, or and I just realize, or everything has to align in the right way, and it's grace. Oh, this brings me to some something else that you know I want to get to, you know, the, the grace part. But it was grace that that helped me to catch these these beliefs that were just these thoughts that were coming up. So I go out into I go out into nature. And then there was this feeling, you know I'd like to sit in the grass, you know, and then the thought like you're not supposed to sit in the grass, you know there's uh in, in this place, and it's not warm enough or whatever, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna go sit in the grass, and you know so just being there in and, and naturally getting connected with it's not something that was put there it, it i got in touch with something that was already there that was in, you know and so getting in touch for with that was essential for being able to um you know value nature more than maybe i was you know, so, and then little signs now that the ears were open, I was walking and I walked right past a piece of a plastic bag that was on the sidewalk. And a guy drove up, you know, I was walking this way. He drove in a pickup truck. He stopped. He got out of the car. He picked up the bag and he looked at me and smiled. It wasn't his bag. You know, he just, he sorry he he picked it up, and I thought, <laughs> you know, that's that's that grace. That's so like when, when I think we when when the opening's there, and we begin to move towards this, and in, in, in a way, you know, however this works. um, then we, you know, the 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 uh, the guidance is there, you know, everything starts to um, align. So um, for me, I've just been more considerate. I, I want to, I'm in the state where I'm really wanting to learn more. I'm really soaking up everything. You know, environmentalists have been, I know this is not just about the environment, have been talking about these issues for a long time. And to be quite honest, I would hear it and you know, I'm not like I don't go out and litter or anything like that. But there's there's more I can I can do. So the what I'm doing now is learning about nature, going out to nature. You know, because that's I think from that, from you know, learning about it. You know, we uh, that um, desire to take care of it will come come out of that, you know, understanding how we're connected to nature, you know, and and how it has this vast intelligence and creativity and all these things about it that it's just like, wow, like nature is, is really awesome and beautiful and you know and, and I'm part of that and you know, so I, I do want to take care of it. I don't want that to, you know, not be there and and um so
1: it's a wonderful story about the man getting out of his truck. Because it's immaterial if other people throw it down there. He's been who he is. He's been who he is. And who he is is somebody, if he sees this, he's going to do something about it. And so often, I think, when you you have openings, it may bring you into conflict with others who don't share your way of being and they may even knock your way of being you're so silly you know It's nothing you can do about it what can you do the problem's so big but you're doing it because that's who you are yeah you're caring because that's who you are it's your being and I think it's more than getting back in touch because we are nature, so we don't have to get in touch. It's just to let fall the ideas and concepts which have brought about an idea of separation. Yeah. We don't have to get back into anything. We are already there just to see it. It's like... If you think about getting back in touch that's like looking for a pair of glasses that you're wearing
0: <laughs> that's right <laughs>
1: yeah you're here, and you see it with you know when you see um young children how they interact with things the wonder that they have mm, yeah so this wonder of you know seeing things for the first time seeing you know hearing the wind or the or the snow or it's the sunlight for the first time when i'm in nursery and we're in the playground and um, i try to clear up all the things before we get started but there could be a snail on the ground and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they they're not listening to what i'm saying anymore there's a snail mr ron there's a snail on the ground and yeah they're looking at it and yeah it's amazing It's extraordinary, but it's natural inquisitiveness and the questions they ask about the snail. Where's the snail from? What's the snail's name? What's the snail (laughs) going to eat? Where's the snail's mummy and daddy? (laughs) (laughs) Just little things like that. Yeah. And that brings you back into the meditation. In the moment, out of the studio into your everyday um, relations, and then from there, you're learning stuff. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, learning. Oh, yes, and you're seeing stuff like you said. You're seeing things. Oh, I didn't recognise the the way the sun glowed on the edge of the leaf, or you know. Mm. And it doesn't have to be. You know, sometimes you hear. You know, in an eerie, fairy way, and you're going out there, and <laughs> oh yes, yeah, how joyous and springing. There's a halo on your head, and you're bouncing <laughs> through life. And, oh. No, in an actual sense, in a reality sense.
0: And it seems like that's that's um in. in in that way, it's, it's quite normal, you know, um, quite, quite the ordinary. Mm. Yeah.
1: So I guess from here we can, if you look at, if you're living your life truthfully, I guess as well, you are going to come into conflict at some stage or, not com- or different opinion with <laughs> others who will not recognize what you're doing. But I think it's to stay strong. And no, it's coming from you. You're not trying to prove a point. And I'm sure, you know, we've all done things and we, you know, and we try to share what we're doing with people and Mm -hmm. they're not listening or they don't want to hear, but that's okay because that's their way. Yeah. And if we just truthfully go along with how we're being and trust in ourselves and, you know what, Adelaide, is reverence – for ourselves as well. Yeah. If we're spiritual, spirits, we're spirits having a human experience. How about we keep that in the forefront of everything that we do? Hmm. Not as an idea, not as a, a nice quote, not as something we read in a book a while mm-hmm. ago, but here and now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think having reverence for myself or for oneself, is very i find it to be very important i can't say that i've always been uh, successful but recently there is more of a feeling okay i'm just like nature which i am not separate from There's more appreciation for myself. More, you know, it's it, it's funny how each podcast kind of like uh, piggybacks off of the the next one, because I I I think the word that's coming up for me now is authenticity, and. Um... <clears throat> Hmm. That that word seems to have like a different meaning now. You know, it's it's uh, like like nature. The tree isn't trying to be authentic. <laughs> you know, um, it doesn't even need me to have reverence you know of its sovereignty or authenticity or or anything like that it's not asking as far as i know it's it's not saying hey you know um somewhere look at me yes it's it's not saying look at me look at you know uh, you know am i okay is is everything am i approved of you know am i approved of it seems we get we get that um that message in uh when, when we're kids in, in our developmental stages i wonder how the the uh, indigenous um people how if they have something similar or what was the sort of antidote of not letting that be the primary thing that runs another person's a person's life, going th- throughout all of your life to gain that approval, doing everything to gain that approval, which equates to you know safety and and things of 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 that nature because then that can take us away from this authenticity and the authenticity i i think if we are in just natural as we are um i think it's within that that we that we just naturally want to care and hold other things in in reverence you know i i think i think that's a natural outcome of of that
1: there's this story um i read about and it was a um what are those people who go to they go to africa to help the, the children who are these people they um what are they called um, uh,
0: the uh not say save, save the children is
1: Well, anyway, or something like that anyway. So he goes out there and he's working with a group of children. Yeah. And he kind of creates a competition and this particular little boy wins and he wins the prize. So he says, so the man says, ah, you won, here's your prize. So this man's watching it and this little boy who's got this prize goes off and shares it with all the um, children in his group, in his school. Mm-hmm. So the man goes over and says, uh, it's, it's your prize you won. And he said, but and and the kid was like, yeah, we won. We yeah, we won.
2: Yeah.
1: And this and the the man can't understand because I think in this particular nation tribe there, there was no word for I.
0: Ah, yes.
1: So me winning even the concept of me winning against somebody else didn't really exist.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so this guy had to change his whole view of how his parameters of competition, me win, you lose. And saw so it didn't have any relevance to this particular group of people. And I think from there, there's an opening for him to see, oh, just because I've learned one way of being it doesn't mean this is the way that it has to be. And imagine being this guy and seeing the possibilities then. If we didn't have to have this competition, me over you, me power over you, I've won this, you've lost. But for him to see that if one person won, they all won. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I meant when I said before, so then we can see through another person's eyes, Mm. to look through another person's eyes. And I think from that comes compassion. Yeah. Empathy and compassion, a natural compassion without any forcing.
0: Yeah, and that goes back to with the native americans their philosophy that is not a philosophy to them probably but of thinking of the nature as relatives you know because what that it's so easy to feel the sense of we one when it comes to one of my children you know to be able to be excited for that, you know, and see through, through their eyes in a way. And, 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 but that sort of connection with other humans, it seems like it takes uh, more work for some, for some reason, you know, um, maybe it is because of the conditioning and uh, tribalism and, this separating you know oneself from the other and you know we have all you know the democrats the republicans or this the that and all of this all of this stuff all of these sort of um um sort of barriers that that
1: and also those barriers are rewarded in this culture that we're living
0: yeah the re- yeah the reward yeah.
1: We, rewarded, we reward these kind of behaviours. We reward the person with the esteem who's got the multi-billions or they're seen as the people yeah. to go to. We reward, and our whole system is built on rewards. You won this Act of the Year award. You won this in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You won this. You won this. And if you look at the actuality, no one person wins anything. So, even if you are a 100 meters champion, it's taken 20 years of your parents, of your coaches, of your team, of your friends, of your support system, of your medical staff. Yeah. It's taken years of um, trials and tribulations and pains and anguish. It's taken mental strength. It's taken your your psychology coach has taken your best friend who helped you to go to training when you were younger. Yeah. It's, it's all of these things.
0: And the other competitors, without them, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah.
1: Without them, they help. And I guess you can look at it in a different way than the so-called competitors are uh, without them. They're helping me push myself forward.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Without them, I don't go to those big times because they're helping me and it's really um commune them rather than this individual ideology of of human beings
0: well yeah i like that word the uh what is it ideology uh um, yeah, idolatry, yeah, idolatry idolatry idolatry, idolatry yeah. yeah yes yeah yeah there's some there's something there is something there as well that that i think is worth investigating we probably won't you know uh that's like a whole other thing probably <laughs>
1: another show up
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah you, you know that the reward system is the brain likes rewards you know it likes pleasure it likes to feel good it likes then we have our basic instincts of um social instincts you know as to survive we have to have a certain amount of of these things like if if you um you want to be included in in the pack you know uh, other animals have this thing you know you you want to be a part of the 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 pack so you want to be included And then there's this uh, pleasure of, you know, oh, yeah, you did great. The pat on the back, and oh, yeah, yeah. And then I am, I am, that means I am great. I'm valued. And it seems like, with, it seems like maybe appropriate at a certain stage of the development. So, in a way, what you're saying is it, it feels like our culture the way that we um the way that it's set up is stuck at that developmental stage as if we're all and then you know and we're all in it even the ones that are capitalizing from it and making money from it are also within that same structure so we're kind of like I feel like at this evolutionary stage of of um, power domination, and we're kind of hopefully I think moving out of that to a more of a cooperation, compassion, um, compassionate way of being.
1: I guess that's why we're having this conversation. Is a new way possible? Mm. Can we do this? And it may not be achieved in our lifetime, but if we can, how do new systems be created? It cr- created from people getting together, doing small things, tiny things, changing how we do things.
2: Yeah,
1: <clears throat> and I think it's possible. We start with playing jazz, going out there in the magic and the mystery and see what's possible because we can focus on, of course, what the oil companies, what they're doing, the terrible things, but what about if we say, okay, what can we create and focus on creating this,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: put our minds to it? So we focus on what we want and not focus on what we don't want. Yeah, and you know, we're gonna be called crazy, naive. It's not possible, but I always go back to, it's our inherent nature,
2: because mm.
1: we see it in all of nature, all living beings, and we see it in children until we train them out of it. Yeah. So we see. It. So if it's our inherent nature then all it takes then is a shift of perspective. Mm. And, And this shift can happen sometimes, not from what we say, but just from how we're being. That man who stopped his truck to pick up the plastic on the floor, Some people may have been watching that and they see, and they go, ah, and it it plants a few seeds. Somebody may be watching this, four years, ah, interesting, planting a few seeds. And if we look at it that, that way, We kind of get off our ego and oh, we want this to happen, that to happen. Mm. Do it for just doing it, yeah. Because that's who we are. Reverence for all things, and I think once you start on this step, I think I like what you said. You start, and then you start seeing new things. Yeah, you get introduced to different people oh then you meet this person you read this book you get in contact with uh naomi from new zealand or you get in contact with johnny from istanbul and and we make these connections and we're building and creating
2: yeah
0: it opens up a, a whole nother world
1: yes yeah It opens up a whole new world for how we're living. Hmm. And it opens up opportunities for others who may be watching. So, what is coming through me? God, I think we it's a, now we see that there's a lot of dissatisfaction with how we've been living. Can we find a new way? And maybe it's inherent on us to start, make these small steps.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, the path of the one called me has not been made yet. So we're gonna have to step out into the tall grass and create the path. Hmm. and we may go side by side with some people for a while then they'll go off and go into their own path and we will be happy that they've gone off their own path they're going to go a different way and there'll be others that will say well how can you keep going that there's no path there stop what you're doing is rubbish we go on because then we are no longer hurt by those others' thoughts and feelings and opinions. We're doing it because that's how that's who we are. <clears throat> no matter who knocks us down, no matter who discriminates against us, we keep on going. And so much of our history if we see it every single day, is how people have overcome extraordinary odds to be here today. And you and I are a testament to that. Extraordinary odds. But our great-great-grandparents didn't know that we'll be doing this now. They laid the seeds. And we are the fruit. Yeah. So what fruit will come from our tree? Mm. So we're planting gardens, planting seeds. and when doubts and fear and anxieties rise or the thoughts i'm not good enough they would they come seeing of what they are old condition old patterns
2: yeah
0: yeah old old patterns and you know one one of the things that sometimes is feels terrifying and and is what if nothing comes up that sort of um, (coughs) that that silent moment that that like what if what if nothing comes
1: up What if we look at it this way and we ask, the thought comes, what if nothing comes up and you said the silent moment? Maybe that in itself is incredible. We've actually looked at the thought as it is. Nothing's come up. Who's going to listen to me? And we, for that second... Give it our awareness. Yeah. Even that, I would say, is an extraordinary breakthrough. Mm.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know what to do. We didn't plan a few months ago to talk about reverence,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we didn't plan to talk about authenticity. We didn't plan the coffee diaries. We didn't plan meeting Sumerati and Dre day. Mm, Yeah. Tiny little steps. The other day I spoke to Lena. So if you're watching Lena, hello. (laughs) I'm introduced to Lena. I'm introduced to different people.
2: Yeah,
1: I didn't know, and even more extraordinary, you and I, who've never met as in person, New York, London, by chance, by chance, had a conversation, and you said it at the beginning of the show. We don't know where it's going to go. We don't know what we're going to talk about.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's, you know, this, this, uh, you came up with this phrase recently that I, I really, it really stuck with me that I like a lot the the black hole of I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know I called you the the other night. I think it was four in the morning.
1: Four in the morning. Uh, four in the morning for you, yes. Yeah,
0: four in the morning for me. It was like nine in the morning for you. And I, I had some some old conditioning, old like traumatic sort of stuff that would always come up and and then I like shared it all with you, you know, all of this stuff. And and then we went through like the how the fear was in the the body and I, I described it as a black hole. And then you said the black hole of of I don't know. <laughs> that was that was perfect. Because like that was the feeling that was connected. It was like what what comes up next? I don't know. You know, I I like it's uh this searching and searching um yeah you know so it 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 was such a a nice phrase you know uh for that the black hole of i don't know that should be a song you know (laughs) the black hole of i don't know the black hole of i don't know black hole of I don't know sometimes I feel like I won't grow and then in the winter we find ourselves in snow and then some people get depressed and some people go the black hole of i don't know now ron's got his guitar so i think we're gonna have to go far and right now (laughs) i'm scared because This is all coming out of thin air. The black hole of I don't know. I'm loving this talk that we're doing. Not knowing how it's going to go, but I'm going to do a dramatic pause. The black hole of I don't know Sometimes we get afraid that we won't grow Sometimes we feel like we're in a dark hole But that's just the black hole of I don't know <laughs> beautiful the black
1: hole of I don't know
2: afraid
1: that we won't grow
2: the
1: black hole of I don't know take me to the other side
0: the other side oh, it's getting serious now ah Da 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 bum bum Ron, I I think you froze. I think we 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 froze. <laughs> we froze time. Ron has froze. Okay, now you now now you're back. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I hope it wasn't. The
0: universe just froze us. <laughs> the universe
2: just said, hold on.
0: Hold on. <laughs> hold on. <Yeah.
2: laughs>
0: we get the communications ev- everywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe that was uh, appropriate. We went down the black hole of I don't know. Yeah. We stepped off the, you know what, Ade, stepping off the edge, like Tony Bear did, step off in the edge into oblivion. Mm -hmm. Can we discover what's down there? Can we look?
2: Mm, Yeah. Can we
1: really go into it, you know? We know, we know about nine to fives. Yeah. We know about the struggle. We know about the fear, we know about the not being good enough, we know about um, we don't know what to do, we know about, about the inequalities, we know about the destruction, we know about, but let's turn it, let's turn it. And you know, and if we're called naive or crazy or stupid and it can't be done, yeah, okay then, that's what you think. Let's go on. Let's move on. Let's see what we can do. And don't disavow our things, what we do, by saying it's just a a little bit. As the guy in the story showed us, a single acorn, he started with a single tree. Yeah. Let's not disavow ourselves by saying, oh, it's not much. Yeah. No one's watching. I haven't got as many likes as I would like.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, it's this little tiny things Because I think there was, I don't know if it was Lena brought this up irreverence and reverence.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. She did have a question there. Yeah. Um yeah, maybe I'll, I I can uh, find exactly what she said, um, because I thought it was great, and, and Maya had uh, something, too, to say about it that was great as well. But let's say, uh, since we're on, since you brought up uh, Lena, here it is. Um, I love exploring the paradox of reverence and irreverence in my life. How do you relate to these ways of moving through the world? This question will inevitably touch on what is deemed taboo, and what is was deemed appropriate in your family of origin. Yeah, so that 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 brings up that sort of kind of that uh, pushback, you know, that, that that we may get that resistance. So
1: maybe I th- I think that resistance is inevitable when we strike out and we we express who we are it's inevitable in this way of being yeah it's gonna happen and sometimes the difficulty is when it happens from close friends and family because they're the ones who we would like to support us yeah and in many cases that's not the actuality so I think it's to know yourself or what did they say on the top of the wall in the matrix, know thyself.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And move through expressing who you are at that particular moment. And when you know that the pushback is going to come, that's, the whole we go through. And you know, that's really interesting. We see um, all of the artists, musicians that we admire, they all went through this. Um, when John Coltrane went into his free jazz period. <laughs> what's he doing? What's, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, what's yeah. he doing? Yeah, but he was expressing who he was. And sometimes at that particular time, a lot of other people won't understand, but later down the line they will.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, you know, I, I I think I, I feel most comfortable, probably doing that with with my kids, and um, and they usually give me looks. Uh, <laughs> But then every once in a while, my six-year-old daughter will start just joining in on a silly dance or something silly, you know, I'll just be silly, like make up something and then then she'll join in. And then we'll join in this little thing that will just continue and continue and continue. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite great, um, so, I don't know. I don't know what I'm what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying, saying words that that come up in experiences and things of that nature. Oh, but bringing up a, another thing uh, that um, Maya had said, which was um, when we said, "What is reverence?" and she said, um, "Observation." with and grace or with grace or observation with grace something like that which made a lot of sense you know because observing something but not expecting or trying to like get any results from it waiting for it to tell you whatever it wants to tell you or for you know whatever is going to come up which is sometimes difficult i think that's where the maybe the grace part uh, comes from, is that uh, there is this, I don't know, this, um, something comes out of it, something.
1: And also, uh, the grace is the letting go, being in the here and now, Yeah. and the observation, the watcher, is who you are. So coming from there there's a natural um connection to whatever you're doing whoever you're speaking with whatever whatever you're interacting with or whoever you're interacting with yeah and the grace comes from this you know i guess there is there is the only the here and now we're out of time observation is beyond the mind yeah not judging Naming, criticizing, right, wrong, big, small, tall, tall, small. You know, it's beyond all of that. Just to see. Mm. Without my preconditioned judgments. And again, that is meditation in that particular moment
0: yes in in a way it seems like everything can be this this like a uh, uh, sort of ongoing meditation yeah.
1: isn't that what all the teachers have said when they've called it enlightenment the light within yourself mm. have they all said that in from whatever, um, wherever they've come from.
2: Um, you froze again. Okay. Ron
0: froze. He will be coming back shortly. There you go. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Now you're back
1: yeah so yeah so i think yeah i don't know if you caught that it's just that um yeah that's what these spiritual teachers have been saying to go within
0: Yeah, you, you were breaking up a little bit so we, we lost some of that
2: um
1: oh ah, yeah so it's what the spiritual teachers have been saying to go within find it in yourself yeah and i think now is the time to Take on board what we have learnt and take it out there for whatever you are. Maybe you're a singer, actor, writer, conservationist, working in anti-racism, working with, listening to First Nations people, Indigenous people. Sitting back in the I don't know and what can you, what can I learn from you? Mm. Yes, I don't know it all. I don't. I and know though, and though we've, we've been trained to in school. Oh, I know the answer. I know the answer. I know the answer. What about, I don't know the answer. Can you share with me?
2: Hmm.
1: I do have an idea, but I would love to hear what you have to say. When somebody's telling you about the things they have gone through, can I listen? Yeah. If I feel the silly dance with your daughter coming on, can I just do it? and show her that it's okay yeah show her it's okay do the silly dance doing a silly dance is a lot more productive way of of living your life than many of the things that i've done yeah. <coughs> doing the silly dance yeah because when you do the silly dance there's an urge, I think, in people to want to join in.
2: Mm-hmm. There's
1: an urge. It calls something inside. You know what? Yes. I think it's like, um, and it's like laughter. You know, sometimes when you hear someone laughing and you don't know what the joke is, but you just <laughs> laugh because they're laughing. hmm and that's uh laughing is contagious. And isn't that amazing how just laughing is contagious, how it spreads. Yeah. And the human body itself is so sensitive. And we know that how because when you're tickled by someone, how it feels. <laughs> so are we sensation, pleasure of just being alive beings is that this our natural state, but it's been covered over by all of this other stuff. So our very our very bodies, our sensations, the little baby in the pram who sticks his finger out and you hold the hand there and he grabs hold of your finger like this Mm -hmm. that wasn't scripted it wasn't something that you went out of your house saying you're going to do it's something natural Mm. So not to be put off by people doubting you or putting you down, because maybe the family is a lot bigger than what we thought, and the family you have are going to be some people you've never even met, who will connect with what you're doing, Yeah. so then you're building. Because we can spend a lot of energy on talking about what's wrong and we have to do that in some cases understandably yeah but let's also talk about create this create what we can do mm-hmm let's do that as well
0: yeah I mean in in just because, why not? Yeah, why why not? You know, there's a
1: um, there's a story by this lady, and she was an environmentalist, and she lived in a tree for two years because she didn't want this 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 tree chopped down. Mm-hmm. And she get she said that the real power came when she stopped fighting against the industrialists and stopped love and started doing it for the love of the tree
0: mm. i think i i, I watched that. that that sounds that sounds familiar that was a while ago right that,
1: that... yeah i think i read it in a quote but i think it has been in some documentary i'm not sure
0: yeah but well, there's a story that I, I feel like I want to tell because I thought it was funny. Um, I don't know if I'm going to say it correctly, <laughs> so but but I'm going to try it. So there was a uh, president, this was years ago, One I forget which president, I don't know if it was Eisenhower, or one of the old presidents, and they were going to a village in Rwanda um, in, uh, in Africa and, and they were going to visit one of the tribes. So the, the motor president motorcade, um, drove by. And so, you know, they were doing a, a, a practice run. Okay. So the, the, the president was going to, Come to the village, and I guess his secretary uh, went in the car, and the president wasn 't there. he was just going to do a practice drive through and so the what they were going to do is the different people from the tribe would be on the sides waving and kind of pretending that they were happy to see the Americans and so the women were supposed to line up now this tribe in this tribe the the women um, they, you know, they didn't wear really, it was a, a, a tribe and they didn't really wear clothes. They had certain jewelries, um, on, you know, uh, but they didn't have, they, they basically their breasts were exposed and they didn't have any sort of, um, anything on their lower parts or anything like that. So when the, when the, the secretary drove by for the run-through and he's sorry then they were waving he's like uh, you know he talked to the chief of the tribe and he said you cannot have these women lined up you know and the chief said well you know that's how he said okay we'll take care of it and, and you know but they don't really have you know, much clothes, we don't wear the, those sort of clothes, so the, they said, don't worry, the United States will supply them with clothes, so they gave the villagers these blouses, a blouse, and a skirt, so that they can dress up, you know, for the press event, and wave, and pretend, ah! <laughs> So, so the, 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 the chief of the village said, okay, we'll pass them out, so they, they passed them out uh, uh, to the women, and And so you know, um, the there was the day Eisenhower, whoever it was, was in the motorcade and going to drive by, and um, so he he drove by, and again, you know, the women were standing there; they were waving, and they didn't have the blouse on so their breasts were exposed and they were smiling and as the motorcade drove up they did have the skirt on though but nothing underneath the skirt so they were you know uh driving by and then um you know cuz the secretary had told them you know the uh you know the um if if the president has drove by he's going to have to cover his face if he doesn't see you, you know so as the president drove by all the women, their breasts exposed. They just they lift their skirt over their face, <laughs> and they're all laughing hysterically, but behind their skirts. <laughs> so that was the. Uh, it was a. Uh, I actually got that story was in um, this book I'm reading. Women that that run with the wolves. <laughs> the that that was. That was our uh, Scorpio season uh, story for the day.
1: (laughs) Uh, I see. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think that says a lot for just, you know. I mean, this, in fact, if you really think about it, we have a really strange in the Western world view of the human body. Yeah. It's really weird. The shame of it, the embarrassment about it, the... And I guess though, so many millions, billions of dollars are spent on making you feel that you're not good enough.
0: Exactly, yeah. The
1: teeth are not white enough, your, your bottom's not the right size, your arms are not the right size, your breasts, your legs, and it's bombarded every single day. Yeah. And what about you go somewhere hot, you go somewhere and it's hot and you're wearing no clothes, you wear no clothes because it's hot.
0: Yeah. It's practical. Mm-hmm.
1: But I think we got <clears throat> taught the shame of the human body unless it was put into a sexualized way, especially in regards to women.
0: Yeah. yeah is there the whole control aspect and... Mm-hmm you know uh, all of, all of this stuff and and um making it women's problem when it's really men's problem you know um, so i see we're we're coming up to 130 oh. i'm going to have to leave soon cuz my kids have a, a a little parade costume parade at 145 i got so i got to okay. run run to their school they're gonna oh. dress up and walk around the the school. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> are they gonna be ghosts and uh, monsters, or a Spider
0: any- Man and a unicorn? Yeah, okay. <laughs> my daughter was a unicorn last year. Yeah. And I said, "What do you want to be today uh, this year?" And she said, "A unicorn." <laughs> <I> said, okay, <laughs> well, use obviously- the same costume.
1: That hadn't finished yet. She still hadn't completed the full unicorn. um, Yes.
0: (laughs) No, not yet. (laughs) Maybe another year of the unicorn phase. Yeah. So how should we wrap this up?
1: Um, Should I recite this poem which I have?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great.
1: Okay. So I wrote this poem... um, a couple of years ago, and I was working on it yesterday. So it's a work in progress. Okay. The world and its problems, the world and its solutions. We are so desperate for change, but unwilling to change. Do we dare to tear down and start again? Or just make minor repairs on a ship that is broken? Humanity was led astray on a road where a tiny few profited. The majority divided by engineered conflict, feeling powerless, strained, emotionally estranged. Are we brave enough to create a brand new vision? Can the eye that sees be a source for deliverance? Can we do what we have never done before? knowing that the powers that be will not relinquish control. starts with, I don't know. Just see our comfort was based in in keeping our eyes closed. Can we build from the heart centre? Can we see with a loving nature? Can reverence for life create new systems, harmony in interactions, not blinded by distractions? It's not the elite, but you and me, that will dismantle illusions of separation. How radical are we prepared to be? Can we focus on what we want to create? Change how man and nature relate? Shift from power over to strength within? Release life from original sins? Balance the feminine and masculine flower in indigenous wisdom, find healers of the soul, listen to the drums, dance to the music of the moon and the sun. Let any doubts that are felt burn in the fires of the one who observes. Let our actions match our words. Allow what was taken to be returned. Let us dream big, cosmic, supernatural, Let's build by connecting with the like-minded, heal our pain, make real reparations and start again. That's the road I choose. With one step, one sentence, one chord at a time. Beyond individual bodies to a shared being. For that, we will need a new way of seeing.
0: Hmm... That was great. Wonderful, wonderful. Oh.
1: Thank you very much. So, thank you.
0: Know. And
1: this has been number three on the Coffee no, Diaries.
0: No, number three. And, and just a reminder have reverence for yourself. So important. Remind yourself that you're home, you deserve to be here your opinions and perspectives are just as valid as anyone else's and and uh yeah just share share you share your share uh share your music share your love with the world yeah. we need it thank you everyone thank and- you